Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Well, welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Dallas Montague, and here in the studio today, we have two amazing guests, Pete and Tris, and this is a video podcast, my first video podcast. I'm really excited about it. I'm trying to record the screen so we can post this as well. And you guys are a part of a band called, say it for me. Dionigo. Dionigo. All right. And there's a meaning to this. It's a Greek word. They'll explain a little bit more. But again, I'm really happy to have you guys here today. You guys are calling from where? We're calling from Devon, UK, Southwest UK in England. Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, thank you guys. And for our listeners today, they are a band. I'll put some information in the in the chat below. You guys can click on their link. They just released a new album called Be Open. When did you guys release this? We released it uh, just before Christmas. It was the 17th of December. Um, it's, yeah, a remastered release. We, we did release it like three years ago, didn't we? And then we, it wasn't to the kind of standard that um, people expect these days because I, I had mixed and mastered it um, even though we had produced it together. But I just didn't have the skills. And then we found someone who is actually from Brazil, where you are right now, who is now living in Portugal, uh, who's mixing, um, he mixed the entire album. And he did such a good job. Uh, and we were very, very happy with the first track, weren't we, Pete? That we, we gave him one just to see how it went. And it was like leagues uh, better than what I could ever do. And uh, he's, he's a pro. And uh, so we went the whole hog. We did the whole album together and it was really, really a great experience, wasn't it, Pete? I Absolutely, mean, really, yeah, yeah, it'd be fun. Uh, and it, it brought the whole album alive for us again because we released it, didn't we? And then actually, because we weren't totally happy with how it was, um, we kind of put it on the back burner a bit, didn't we? And then it, when we remastered it and remixed it, this is like one of my favorite things that I've ever done. And obviously, Pete and I worked really, really hard with Lucas on that. So it, it, I feel like it's like a, I don't know, a, a jewel in our in our kind of musical crown at the moment. We were really proud of what, what the Lord has done through it. And we all went kind of on a spiritual experience ourselves with it. There was a whole uh, part where Pete had some um, had bereavement in the family and the whole idea because the, the actual cover of the album is a a piece of art that i did which is a, a a very large skull and that's predominantly what you see uh but the 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 uh the crucifix if you like is is the christ figure on a sword and it's slaying death but it's not the first thing you see and um 
Yeah, that was a profound moment for you, Pete, wasn't it? When you kind of saw that with new eyes. Yeah, yeah. And you guys are a Christian band. Just for our listeners to get to know, we will share a clip of your, your release, but you guys are a Christian band, correct? That's right, yeah. Absolutely. Excellent. And, and what genre would you say that you're in? Uh, that Well, that's a very good question because pretty much every single song sounds very different and um, takes up a new genre. So uh, I'd say overall electronic because that, that, okay. that's how, how each song's formed. But I mean, it re- it ranges from um, from kind of electronica to like funk to like almost psychedelic rock at times. It's quite ambient, quite thrashy, heavy rock at times. Quite chilled out, kind of um, beat making at times. Um, so it's it's a it's it's a wild journey in terms of the musical style. But it's the it's the messages on top which which bring it all together. And that's why I asked you because I listened to a few of the songs and I'm like, I just can't put my finger on yeah. what genre this is. So that's, that's great. Thanks for explaining that. Uh, we both have different, very different musical backgrounds. And so we're both bringing different, different influences to the table, musically speaking. Um, but we're both quite experimental and like to experiment uh, with new sounds, bringing our influences and then trying to do something new especially with the advancements in new software and things like that. So hopefully it's interesting to listen to for that reason alone, right? Yeah, Yeah. that's all right. (laughs) And I would like you guys just to share a little bit of your testimony with our listeners today. Um, Pete, maybe you can start and just share for about five minutes your story, how you met Christ, and then Tris, you can go after. Okay, well, for me, um, I I guess... uh, I grew up in a believing household, a bit of a cliche there, and um, was 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 a regular church church goer from a young age. Um, and yeah, it, it, and I, I remember my Sunday school memories well. You know, it, um, it was a big part of my DNA growing up. In in um, you know the morals that you learn as a child when you go through the Bible stories, and um, you know the connections you you you. Um, you build when you you um, get to know people at church and all that kind of thing. Um, yeah, all 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 hunky dory, all good fun, and um, I then, I guess, well, I guess I I, I developed my own faith in mid teens. I we we just moved as a family, just started going to a new church which had a quite a big thriving youth group. Um, so I immediately got involved with that and started started to really um build friendships there um and it and it really helped my faith i'd say um and they they went on a on on a christian camp um called soul survivor which is which is quite quite a big thing over here i think if you ask any christian in the in the uk they would have at least heard of soul survivor if not went to it when they were younger so that's aimed for the kind of youth age you know teens um and it's about a five day five day camp and we all went as a youth group and and some of us brought our friends and i think one year it was it was probably about a 20 strong youth group but i say one year we brought about 50 people and um and yeah it, it was a brilliant brilliant experience um and it re- yeah like i said it, it really grew my faith at the time because um i saw and experienced stuff there which was new to me um it was 
the, the, the morning and the evening meetings were they're ru- they're run by the guy who set up the festival called Mike Pilavachi, who who founded this this Soul Survivor Church, which is in in Watford, um, and it was quite quite um, Pentecostal heavy. So the works of the Spirit were 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 going on during during the during the meetings, right? And um, he'd leave space for this, and uh, I'd well, I don't know, how, there was probably a few thousand, maybe ten ten or so thousand people in this tent, and. And you, you know you, you'd all kind of, it's in this circular tent in this kind of stage in the middle, and so you you know there was so people we'd be praying and people would come up and people would be laying hands on each other and praying for each other, and suddenly people would drop to the floor and be and laughing and and crying and stuff like that, and um, yeah, and and you occasionally you'd hear shrieking and screaming, and and it was interesting, and I, and I was intrigued, and and I'd always come away from the 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 week invigorated and excited um and ready to to do life with 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 jesus in a new way um however i'd say after each week it would get into the summer and i'd say it would probably peter out a little bit um maybe the next year it would um it would come back again but i went about five years in a row um until i was about 17 18 and then yeah moving on I went to university at eighteen, which was just after that. Just um, and I, I I went with with good intentions. It was a three year undergrad course in music. Um, and my first year, I was I was a regular churchgoer, but but at first anyway. And then by the end of the first year, um. I'd fallen away a little bit. I got I'd got involved in my in my housemates' activities instead of my churchmates. And by the end of my university experience, I was I was uh, far I was far from God. I'd say um, I wasn't. I didn't have the same vigor uh, and enthusiasm that I, that I did in my in just a few years earlier when I went to the camps. And I, and I was, I just lived a, a basic, lazy, worldly lifestyle. And I got involved in, in some drugs and I got involved in some, I'd had a few girlfriends and not, not treated them in a, in a, a way that the Bible tells us to and that God would be proud of and, and, and things like that. And, but it was, you know, I justified it. It was okay. I enjoyed myself and that was that. Anyway, I, one thing led to another after I graduated from university and I had to move back in with my parents. Um, and that week when I moved back in, my mum said, they just moved moved house as well about a few months before. So it was a, it was a new experience for them where they, where they lived, here in Devon actually. Um, we just moved along the south coast of England. Um, so everything was, was new for me. I didn't know anyone. And my mum said to me, hey, we've, we've, we've recently started going to a new church we've got back into church ourselves do you want to join us this sunday and i was like yeah why not let's do it like i i and i knew at that moment that now was the time to 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 get back into my my relationship with god and there was really no more excuses i like i said i i justified my lifestyle for a few years and my behavior um um, but I knew that uh, there was a couple of things that happened along the way that really uh, highlighted that that although I'd strayed from God, 
God was there for me. God was still waiting for me and he was, um, he was calling me. So that, that opportunity came up when my mom, my mom asked me to join our church and I knew it was the time to take it up. So yeah. And essentially that started a, a journey then that was 2015. So five years ago where I had to rebuild my relationship with, with God. And there was some, you know, there was some damage, damage done from, the wrong choices the a few years previous and some bad habits but god had been faithful um the whole time and he'd and he um held his arm out to me um when i moved back with my parents at that time and and really uh showed his grace in in starting to rebuild rebuild my life and and the, he still had great plans for me um incidentally that first that first Sunday when I went to church was the day when I when I met the the lady who is now my wife. Wow! I didn't know at the time, I had a girlfriend at the time. I feel like that's another story. Um, anyway, a year later we started going out. A year after that we got engaged, and a year after that we got married, and a year after that we had our first child. Um, so yeah, and and God really has used her in that journey in um in yeah bringing me back bringing me back to him um in in showing me things that i wouldn't have known otherwise that i needed to change in my life that i needed to get, get better at um and do you know what i would i just wouldn't i wouldn't change it it's it's um it's the best way to live you can't i've realized that you can tell yourself you can, but you can't live your life without God in the center and, um, and expect to get the most out of it anyway. So, uh, yeah, I suppose that's, that's a bit longer than five minutes, but that's my, that's my, um, my testimony in a nutshell. You're listening to the faith and family fellowship podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. If you're searching for a powerful journal which lets you walk closer to God, or if you want to turn prayer into a solid foundation, then this journal, Kneeling at the Throne, is for you. This journal is specially crafted with a gorgeous minimalist format and a selection of inspiring scripture. This stunning prayer journal lets you walk closer to God and incorporate your faith into your daily life through prayer. Ideal for writing down your most personal thoughts and feelings to share with God. This book lets you ask for His guidance, stay strong in times of hardship, and to cultivate an unshakable faith, which can be a constant, unwavering light in your life. Find this book today by searching Kneeling at the Throne on Amazon. Do you need a practical guide to effectively help your child through a reading struggle? 12 Tips for Parents with Struggling Readers provides tips, practical strategies, and indicators of common reading problems for students. These can be implemented during homework, homeschooling, and supplemental activities. Susan Risha is a state-certified reading, special education, and elementary education teacher with 16 years of teaching experience in both traditional and alternative settings. Purchase 12 Tips for Parents with Struggling Readers on Amazon today. Yeah, thanks, Pete. And I do want to say, you going into college and, and university, you called it, so many, it's too many people's testimony that they yeah. go in knowing God and then they leave not knowing God. And, and that's my testimony too. I yeah. knew who God was, but I already had a drug addiction as I went into college and it just got worse. You know, 
I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's us or if it's the community, whatever it is, it's probably all of it, but it's just, man, we need to do something different because there's a lot of people leaving the faith in university. Yeah, totally. It's been on my heart since and I've, I'm, I've tried to, um, yeah, it's, it's a, like you said, it's, a, it's many reasons, many factors, I think, but I think a big one is, is probably a lack of accountability within, within the youth setup in church. And it's been on my heart since I've got back, um, back to, to Christianity to, to try and help address that and try and be there for some guys who are younger than me if they're going into that, that, um, environment of, of, you know, college and university. But yeah, yeah. So it's a big problem. And we, yeah, we, and there's, we've, we've got a responsibility to, to help it out, I think. Uh, but that's partly what we're doing, right? It's for everybody, but it does minister to specifically. Uh, the Pete's and, and the Dallas's of, uh, you know, today, hopefully, you know, that, that, that kind of music hopefully will appeal, uh, with, but with very, very strong messages. I'm not going to, not going to lie. They're strong messages, right? Yeah. So <laughs> great. Well, thanks Pete and Tris, go ahead. It's your turn. Um, okay. Uh, I, I'm quite a bit older than Pete, so I've probably got more to say, but I'll try and keep it short. Um, I'll, I'll not shell it. Uh, so I, Grew up in the Church of England. I think that that's a slightly different uh, emphasis to where Pete um, was coming from. Uh, very traditional. My parents and grandparents were very traditional uh, in in terms of religiousness, uh, and I really didn't like it from the word go. I was always dragged to like Easter or Christmas services with a tie and st- stupid things like that. I just really didn't like it. And by the time I was like, I don't know, 11 or something, I'd made a firm decision. I didn't want to go. Um, but having said that, when I was about 13 or something, I went uh, with my best friend at the time and still a very, very good friend of mine. Um, and uh, we went to a Christian summer camp together. And I heard the gospel properly for the first time there. And I, I, can, I can honestly say that when I heard about the cross, I did actually believe. Uh, and then the devil was right in there straight away and tripped me up. And then I went on a very dark path for the next well, over 10 years, got heavily involved in drugs and parties and uh, rock and roll music. Uh, I was in a um, quite a, a uh, I mean, it was it was um, heavy rock band and we were touring during that whole time. I traveled a lot. I lived in various places for years. Uh, all over the world. Uh, one of those, they, they, my friends used to call me the wandering minstrel because I just w- walk around with a guitar on my shoulder. And in that, in that period of time, um, I got very confident at busking, uh, which I'll st- still do today, but just in an evangelistic way. Um, but uh, what happened was, uh, in, a, in, a, in a nutshell, and it, I had a kind of road to Damascus moment where I was at a, a psychedelic trance festival. I wasn't even really thinking about Christianity or Jesus or anything like that. The whole I was actually a Buddhist at the time. Well, Zen, but into Zen Buddhism deeply, heavily into witchcraft as well. It's a very, very uh, uh, strange and debauched story, to be honest. But I was at a psychedelic trance festival. I was off my face. Uh, but I was a seeker, and I'd always sought the truth. And in that moment, um, a whole load of things culminated together. And about a week before, I had been in utter dis- 
a complete state. I was in despair, really. I, I didn't know what anything was about. I was tired of life, generally. I was 26 years old and um, just fed up. And I had a, a spirit of suicide and it had plagued me for years and it was starting to come to a, a like almost like fruition, basically. And there was a, 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 a tear-stained, uh, shaking fist moment at the sky where I basically said, whoever you are, reveal yourself or I will kill myself. Because it didn't matter to me whether I died in five minutes or 50 years. It didn't matter. And that one of the reasons I went to that festival was basically to go and get so blasted that I didn't even know what was up or down anymore. You know, so there was like an escapism to it. And anyway, the, uh, <laughs> there's a proverb that says, someone came up with that. I've seen it on Facebook. Um, Sometimes you have to go to rock bottom to know that God is the rock at the bottom. And that is so true for me. I was really at the end of my tether. Uh, I feel re- I felt really good. Like I, I, was, I was high. I was stoned. Uh, uh, whatever else. But I'll tell you what, when the Lord, like he revealed himself to me in a moment. Um, and it was, it's, it's on my YouTube channel, the whole story. It's too long to mention here, but essentially i had a a road to damascus moment where i literally uh literally met the lord jesus christ and he basically i i said who are you like i i couldn't believe his presence it was amazing like it, it it was everything i was looking for you know it was the love i had never experienced that i knew existed but just didn't know where to find uh, and everything i wanted was in him i knew it was he was the source of everything and i i bet i thought it was buddha i said who are you I thought I was enlightened because I couldn't, I couldn't describe the experience as anything other than heaven. Uh, it, it truly was heaven. And, and I said, who are you? He said, I am the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, now you'll be a Christian and you'll help the poor. Uh, I was down with the second one. I was like, be a Christian. <laughs> I, 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 I'll be, I'm ashamed to admit I looked down at Christians, you know, like I, I thought they were generally idiots and closed-minded and usually quite uh, vicious uh, and uh, probably everything they're not really. But I had that stereotype, you know, and uh, I just that unbelievers have. Uh, and I'd seen people, you know, being very dogmatic and close-minded about the whole thing. And I was, I, uh, so for me, it was like a, a, bit, a very humbling thing to actually go, right, I'll be a Christian then. But I'll tell you what, when he asked me to, I didn't question it. I was literally like, okay, let's do it. And then basically he said, this is what you're aiming for. And with that, like, I can only describe it as like scales fell from my ears. And I heard heaven. I, I didn't see it, but I heard it. And I'll tell you what, you, you really want to go there. And you really want to do that and do that forever. Trust me. Believe me. And so I came back from that experience um, very, very relieved that I knew the truth finally. Um, and uh, a whole load of other stuff happened after that. My life turned to basically hell for the next three years. But um, gradually the Lord's brought me through. I've been walking with him 15 years now. My 30s have been the best years of my life. Now I'm 42, virtually. And I, I'm expecting my 40s to be as good. Even if everything goes wrong, which the world, the world kind of looks like it might do, you know what I mean? Uh, I have a piece that transcends all understanding. I, I'm, I'm kind of prepared for that. And I really, there was a moment 
during my my awful three years where I gave up everything musical because it, it was an idol for me. And I, I sold my guitars. I gave away all my musical instruments, burned all my like old records and things like that. And then gradually the Lord basically showed me, yes, thank you for doing that. You've shown me that you, but actually I want you to do this for me. And there was a moment where uh, the man who baptized me, uh, Irv Griffiths, uh, we, we were doing these rock school youth events and we went into a guitar shop and there was a red Fender Stratocaster that I didn't have the money for, but I knew I had to buy in the name of holiness and truth. And so... Yeah, gradually um, the music started to flow again, but in a holy way. And Dianogo is actually, uh, it started off as Goof Tunes 2, because the first thing I ever did as a Christian was something I called Goof Tunes, which was taking excerpts of Christian preachers uh, and then putting kind of crazy <laughs> my influences in music, like rock and funk and, and heavy stuff to that and then when pete and i kind of uh, joined forces we both worked on some ideas that i'd already had and then came up with totally new things as well and did like a, a, a second round which actually turned out to be way better and that's what we have now and and we're very excited to move into the future with that as well like we've got lots of ideas uh, both of us are very creative and flowing with musical ideas especially but really, it is about the the message. I, I am definitely an evangelist, and I'm a challenging person. Like one 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 of the things about the Dianogo album is I, uh, <laughs> some of the preachers I've selected are it's like their finest moments of challenge that I've decided to you know incorporate into that, and um, they're they're saying what's really on my heart because when I look at the church, I see lukewarmness sometimes a lot of the time actually. And just like people don't know what's going on. And so people who I might not necessarily agree with everything or, or even agree with a lot of things, but in that moment, they said exactly what I want to say. And I just want to use their voice. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, it was that longer than five minutes. I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> no, no, six minutes. No. <laughs> I don't want to take up too much time before we get into the other stuff. But you did mention that how you expected Christians to treat you. Right? You remember that? Right. Um, last night, that was the message I preached to the church here in Brazil. We brought us a, a message of evangelism. We brought a message of the importance of missions. And when everybody on the street, if you want to go do evangelism, they're expecting us to judge them. Mm -hmm. They're expecting it. It's true. And if we, sh if we show the mercy of God, if we show the love of God, forgive them, pray for them, they're not expecting that at all. That's the secret of evangelism. Treat them with the same mercy we received. I mean, both of you had drug addictions. Both of you had a crazy past. I did myself as well. The host, uh, Chris Busher, he also had a crazy past. We all are living in the grace of God. We know what it's like to live in darkness. We know what it's like to live in the world. And I, <laughs> we expected Christians to judge us. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's just the reality. And that's our fall as Christians as well. We need to be a better example for the unbelievers, a better example for the ones who are lost because they need to be found. And I, as an evangelist, I, as a missionary, want to be the hands and feet of Jesus to offer those people in. And so when you, when you said that, it really reminded me of the message yesterday. So thank you guys both for sharing your story with us. And 
I want to get into the questions. So you guys talked about your influence in music, your inspiration behind the music. So why a Christian band? Both of you were talking about your life to Christ and you wanted to do music. Why did you dedicate it to the Lord? You go. <laughs> well, I mean, there's no other way, really. Once you get into, once you get into your walk with God and, and you start to take it seriously and you realize that it's it's more than just a Sunday morning thing. It's a lifestyle. You got it. You've got to dig deep. You've got to be in Him and His Word every single day. And then you realize that music has a lot of power. Music has a lot of a lot of potential um, in our world, in everyone's lives. It's a very powerful device, tool, whatever you, however you want to entity in its own thing. Um, and it can really convey messages powerful. You've got, you've got the potential to express yourself on a level that you can't do with words. It can bring people together. It can bring whole communities together, like the whole world together in some ways. And you realize that, hang on, you've, in, in some way, you've got to knit these two together. You're, if you really, um, if you're truly a follower of Jesus and you believe everything he says he is, then, um, we we believe we have a um we believe we have a gifting in in music both of us so it's 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 simply our our calling to use that for his his glory and for his kingdom um so so yeah there, there's you see so much so much music out there in in the in the secular world that is conveying a message and has a has a reason behind it is you know it's music can be a platform so and and for everyone and you, and you and you see so many messages out there and you go well there's not enough of the message message that we believe in that that's out there so really it's our job to um to put it out there and also in an interesting way like we 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 not only are we musicians i would say we're artists you know like in the truest sense of that word like pushing boundaries and maybe like causing people to think not just musically, but with the art that we're using uh, like for the artwork of the album, whatever. Right. But I, I would say that everything's spiritual music is definitely spiritual. In fact, the word music comes from the old English word muse, which literally means spirit. So whatever spirit you are manifesting through your music. Uh, it, and, that, and that's one of the reasons why I'd say, one of the reasons I went down my dark path and went into drugs and we were talking about university and things like that is because you start to listen to muses behind the artists that are projecting those muses uh, and they can project some very damaging messages. And I would say that anyone who gets up on a, a stage with a guitar is a preacher. Whatever they're preaching, they have some kind of message, whether it's smoke pot and, you know, I don't know, pick up an Uzi and kill people or whatever, or, you know, like whether you're a Christian and you just want to talk about spiritual things in a, in a holy way. Um, anyone who will get up there has some kind of message. Otherwise you're really not worth listening to, in my opinion. Obviously there is instrumental music, but it tends to be, uh, you know, the kind of thing you listen to when you study or in a cafe or something. It's not, you know, when people listen to something they're listening to words and if the music complements that uh, th there's a very interesting project i'm following on youtube he's just a secular guy um obviously into a lot of the music i used to listen to like alice and chain soundgarden pearl jam stuff like that um uh, and but he's more metal and he's taken like um 
a social justice type uh, rages, basically. And, you know, they're just normal people screaming into a microphone about their views. And he's put it to, like, amazing music, right? And he transformed something that everybody hated on a general level, right? Unless they agreed with that message. Uh, But most people saw the kind of craziness. There's one particular one of this, uh, what people call Karen, uh, who, who just went on a rampage with her words. Uh, and everybody really didn't like it. But then when he put the music to it, everybody loved it. And that's the power of music. It can literally transform any message like the Pied Piper to do what they want. And partly uh, one of the reasons the Lord showed me he wanted me to get involved in music again was to project what I know is the truth uh, in whatever fashion that is. And that does take many different forms musically as well so are you available to put a little piece of your song yeah yeah let's uh do you have it available to play something real quick i think i've got a quiet so i've been i've been editing some stuff for for kind of putting out there let me just find it and and some of them are what i've gone through for like you know 30 second clips which i think are good so um bear with me and i'll real quick while you're getting that prepared uh tris i'd like to ask you this question Uh, what do you guys hope to achieve through your music I mean, really, there's two, for me personally, I can't speak for people, but for me personally, there's two, it's a, it's a two, uh, two pronged thing. The first is to ultimately give my devotion, praise, honor, and glory to God simply by reciprocating truth that he has shown me. And if other people like it, then great. But it, it's really for him to do whatever he wants with. And secondly, it's like an outlet for me to, um, do something that I actually really love to do, which is play music. You know, I, I, I've always enjoyed, in fact, that the more I grow with the Lord, the more I enjoy music. Like I, I enjoy music way more than I ever did when I was, um, uh, you know, when I was in a, a debauched, uh, I, you know, not a Christian, basically not born again. Um, I did love music in those days. I used to dance a lot and, um, you know, I was very eclectic in my taste. I would go to funk and rock and electronica and reggae and also, you know, I, I have a lot of influences just from going to festivals, you know, year after year and seeing so many bands. I've seen, I've seen so many bands, so I, I've absorbed a lot. Um, but often I would kind of be bored at a gig or something, or there would just be something empty. Whereas now music is so full for me, like it's an expression of something from deep within that is very rewarding. So it's like an outlet for that as well. It's very therapeutic. I love to sing. I've always loved to sing. Um, and, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go to work and I'll get in the van first thing in the morning. I'll be singing to the Lord at the top of my voice in my van. You know, it's just very natural to me uh, now and only increases with joy as time goes on. So. Thank you. I think I've got a quiet. Yeah, you go ahead. Mm-hmm. The power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. The presence of God is essential. 
That one was more of the psychedelic kind. And so just explain that a little bit, the inspiration behind that part in that song. And just tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, Trish, do you want to tell, say about the, um, the choice of, of the sermon and the message? That's actually an interesting story in itself, right? We had, we had issues with that because um, the original was Martin Lloyd-Jones. Uh, so the famous British preacher, I think he's Welsh, actually. Um, and I loved his, I loved what he was saying in that particular sermon. And I took that particular, uh, he's, he's, he, he's basically quoting um, a Bible verse, uh, which is, what does it profit a man? to gain the whole world and lose his own soul. And then he goes on to say, the presence of God is essential. And there are other things he says in that song. But um, when we came to finish, we had totally finished the track. And then sadly, we couldn't get the permission to use it. And so uh, um, I, I, uh, I have a, a very good friend who was able to fill in and, and he did actually a better job because it was a better recording, especially. So it actually worked out for the best. But Yes, the, the actual spiritual reason is is because I don't think a lot of people know the presence of God uh, and they don't know how essential it is. And when you do finally know the presence of God, you realize that it's absolutely essential. What, what does it profit a man to gain everything else? It's pointless. It's, it's great. If you seek the Lord and you seek his kingdom, everything else will be added unto you. It's not like you become like an ascetic pauper or something. But if you're making that, those material choices even to gain all the nations, all the world, and you don't know the presence of God, it's all meaningless and pointless, and that's just the way it is. And so that's the ethos of that song, really. Uh, and, and the music hopefully emphasizes that um, uh, disconnection, and but also, you know, turmoil between what, what is the, the battle of spirit and flesh, right? And I like what you said there because that's something I preached before as well is we can be around Jesus, but do we actually touch him? And we can talk about the woman with the discharge of blood for 12 years. For our listeners, just a little message with that as well. She was the one that touched Jesus. There was a crowd of people and Jesus said, who touched me? Who touched me? And she touched him out of all the crowd. And it was that deep hunger in her that called out to Jesus and he stopped. And he turned, who touched me? That's incredible because I think so many times in your guys' testimonies as well, we come to church, we lift our hands, we sing the songs. Sometimes we even pray for other people and we never actually experience Jesus himself. It's about the tradition. It's about the legalism. It's about the religiosity. It's about all these things that take away our focus when it's supposed to be the cross. Exactly like you said think, in your I, art as well. I think that I think uh, one of the problems is people think that there's a formula so if i if i put my hands up if i close my eyes if i look like i'm doing all the other things that people seem to be doing that are connecting with god then i will connect with god mm-hmm. whereas for me like i he he loved me because he it, while i was still his enemy like i was literally sat there uh, on drugs high as a kite at a psychedelic trance festival, the last place you would expect to find holiness, right? Mm-hmm. In that sense, purity. And he condescended to my desperation, I think, in my lowest moment, which even at the time didn't feel like my lowest moment until I met his presence. And then I was, you know, I'm trying, I, I think there was a genuinity to my seeking that he, he, uh, he noticed, even though I was completely 
the opposite end of the spectrum. Does that make sense? Whereas yeah, I think a, lo- a lot of other people are acting, um, which it might sound harsh, but I, you know, I'm of the mind to kind of just say it how it is a lot of the time mm-hmm. uh, for and everybody's think, benefit. Unfortunately, I think you're right. I think it's more about like, <laughs> yes, I agree. I think a lot of people are more concerned with the gifts of God instead of the giver of the gifts who yeah, is God. Yeah, yeah. We want Absolutely. the tongues. We want the healing. We want these crazy revivals. And it's about that. It's about us. It's about, it's not about Jesus. You yeah, literally just said one of the messages in there on the album. You just literally <laughs> in a different song on deepest joy. <laughs> and Pete, do you have anything else to add about that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're 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 exactly trying to um like tris said trying to reach potentially where where other people are failing to reach in terms of grabbing attention shaking people up and 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 challenging people who have a faith maybe don't have a faith are seeking like tris was um to 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 see god to, to find god um in in a deep way in a real way in their life um and yeah that's our intent that's our intention is to really provide the message that god is bringing in 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 his word out in a new platform in in a new context yeah so um yeah i think we tried not all the time we try to challenge and and provoke people a little bit um in in obviously in a in a completely loving way um, sometimes we, we, we provide encouragement a little bit and, and stuff like that, but we're, we're trying to challenge people, um, because we, we don't feel there's enough challenge out there and we need to be challenged on a daily level. So, um, yeah, that's, that's our aim really. If, if you, if you read the Bible and you're not being challenged, you ain't reading it right. It's basically the, 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 <laughs> the end of the story, right? That's I mean, great. if you can honestly go, oh, love your enemies. Oh, that's okay. That's easy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, it, it, there, Jesus said a lot of challenging things and he wasn't afraid of people and we're to be like him, you know? I would also say that um, there's no real target audience, really. Like, for me, like, art is just an expression of whatever. The creative process whether you're a Christian or not, is simply like the uh, expression of what's going on inside you. And thankfully, we know holiness. And so that manifests musically and also with messages. But it wasn't, it's not like a, I don't think there's a target. It's quite a, a Western mindset to go, yes, it's for this specific amount of people. Because, I mean, I tell you what, there'll they'll probably be people, not just with mu- our music, but anyone's music, who was never intended that was never intended for but we'll listen to it and go god used that you know and so i i feel like um i just want to spread as many seeds as possible seeds of the gospel seeds of challenge seeds of um encouragement whatever it looks like in that moment and however it's manifested i believe the word of the lord never goes out void and if you're in line with his word and you're preaching his messages it's probably going to help someone somewhere. That's good. You just answered my last question for you. Oh. <laughs> was the overhaul message that you want our listeners to take away. Yeah. And so thanks for sharing that. Can we Pete, just go add, ahead. A, add a little bit about the overall message? Because um, that really ties in with the, and what where our name comes from, the name of the 
the project Dionigo and also the name of the album, um, which which is be opened. I mean, and really that's what it comes down to. That's like we were just talking about. Um, that is our intention: is to open up like Jesus did. Can I? Can I? Ju- can I just? I, I I just wanted when in preparation for this, I wanted to get it right by looking at the right passage, and and went back to yes the passage of Jesus um, uh, healing the mute. Uh, and Mark and and actually upon reading again, I think it brings so much to what we're trying to uh, the explanation of what we're trying to do with the project. So do you mind if I just read that passage? Um, yeah, definitely. So it's Mark, it's Mark seven, uh, thirty two. I'm going to start from. There are some people brought to him a man who was deaf and could hardly talk, and they begged him to place his hand on the man. After he took him aside away from the crowd, Jesus put his fingers to the man's ears, then he spat and touched the man's tongue. He looked up to heaven and with a deep sigh, he said to him, Epaphra, which means, so this is the, this is the Hebrew, which means be opened. At this, the man's ears were opened. His tongue was loosened and he began to speak plainly. Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone. But the more he did so, the more they kept talking about it. People were overwhelmed with amazement. He has done everything well, they said. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. Yeah, so I mean that that kind of speaks for itself for for what we're trying to do right yeah i mean i i think there's there's um because this isn't isn't live music we can plan and plot everything in a very uh intricate and detailed way and one of those uh ways was to actually with the actual name of the band try to project um i think that there's parallels that it's a deaf and mute person who is healed uh, simply by the Lord Jesus Christ saying, be opened. You know, be, he's literally saying, be opened. It, 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 something that is closed, something that is, and it's miraculous as well. It's not something that we can do in our own power. It is solely the Lord Jesus Christ and his word and nothing else, right? Um, there's also parallels, I think, where he uh, he he looks up to heaven in size, you know, how long shall I put up with this generation kind of frustration, but also his great mercy and grace, you know? And truly that person went away free, having probably never heard or spoken before, unless he had an actual spirit that he took on, but probably he was born like that, right? And so it it truly is a parallel for the human condition um, generally. And I think this word, dianoigo in the Greek, obviously epaphra in the Hebrew, be opened, in the English, um, our first album called Be Opened after we called the project Dianogo, often the Bible will uh, emphasize something by repeating it. And so there, there is that element to it as well. Dianogo, be opened. You know, uh, we, we do truly want people to be open to the miraculous, beautiful gospel that can save every soul should they decide that that's the route they want to go um but don't be prepared to not be challenged because <laughs> we're on the wrong side of eternity until we come into the presence of god and that's just the way it is uh so there is there is a there is a counting of uh, um of the cost that needs to be taken into account yet that can't even happen unless you are open to the message which so many people aren't and that's why i think the type of music that we're doing to this kind of message is is 
It's probably been done before somewhere, but I haven't heard it. Not in the way that we're doing it. And so hopefully there's something interesting simply just on a musical level that might open people to a message. I do want to comment on that because I did skip a question for the sake of time and you just answered it perfectly. Why is your band different than other bands out there? And that's it. You guys are putting so much strategic things together, detailed things, and it's about the gospel. It really, really is. You're not just a couple of guys that got together over some beers or some guys that got together, you know, in your basement and decided, let's do it. Like you have a plan and you have a purpose. And that's what makes it so much different. We do believe there's a bit of a gap in the market there, really, in Christian music. Um, there is a lot of, um, lot of, lot of the same kind of music out there to, to, to put it politely. Um, and we're, yeah, we're just, we're just trying, trying to provide something alternative. Not uh, like, obviously we've talked about our motives and the message and stuff, but also on a musical mm-hmm. level to provide something different in the Christian fear. Right. So, yeah. Uh, I would great. like to say one more thing before we sign off, which is mm-hmm. Pete and I, uh, are the original members. Um, but it, I have to say that both of, because we're both abiding in Christ, we have to let you know that the Lord Jesus Christ is the one in control of this, not us so much. Like we're listening to him and we're doing what he wants. And that's key. Like his spirit is in control of everything. But I would like to give an honorable mention to Lucas Mirovsky, who, who is the Brazilian man who is mixing and mastering our stuff because he's done such an excellent job, but he's not actually a Christian. And so, uh, not yet. <laughs> and uh, He's going to keep listening to the songs, keep mixing them. and I mean, he, he's more than great. happy to do it. He has, a, he has a, a, an interest in spirituality of some degree. Uh, we have never really talked about it, but uh, I know he's not a Christian, but he's, he's done such a great job for us. Like, uh, and he's definitely a member of the band as well. So I'd like to give him an honorable mention because he, he wants to stick with us now, you know? And mm. uh, so we, we have lots of music coming up should we get the time to do it. Uh, we've got lots of ideas. I mean, Pete already came up with another track for the new Dianago album, uh, at least an idea. And we have... Um, hush Hush, Chris. Hush Hush, yeah, yeah. We've got to get this one out first. But yeah, um, uh, yeah, I wanted to mention both the Lord Jesus Christ, of course, because, yeah, I mean, it's all pointless and irrelevant without him. Uh, but he's... He's a very detailed person. Like he goes right to the heart of the matter and he's very intense with that as well. Like he 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 designed everything to the microcosmic level and the macrocosmic level, right? And his artistry the 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 artistry of his eye is um immeasurably detailed and he helps us to design our not only our messages but our music with that kind of uh emphasis as well. Like we we poured ourselves over this for the last year, even after we had the finished result in, in terms of like production. You know what I mean? So it was, it was very rewarding and I give him all the glory for it. I do have to say in the beginning of this, what you just said, I thought you were going to like invite other people to join the band. Not going to lie. <laughs> I thought you were like, I got to give it as believers in Christ. We just want to open it up for whoever wants to join the band. I'm like, great. I mean, if you got something I like to what give, you said, why man. not? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, great. Well, guys, thank you so much for being a part of the show today. I really enjoyed Thanks it. Thanks for having and us. Thank you. If I can have one of you in the podcast with a prayer, I would really appreciate it. I'd, I'd like to do that if you're okay. Yeah. Go for it, Tris. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that we can come 
um, before you together as brethren, even though we only just met Dallas, I feel a huge connection with him. It's so beautiful to know that we have unity in your spirit together and that you are training us to look more and more like you in purity and holiness, truth, grace, uh, all of these um, very um, rewarding uh, truths that seem to be so distant in our modern culture sometimes. And I love the fact that you are working behind the scenes, um, doing whatever it is you're going to do with this album, with whatever we've said here. What Everything you do has um, power and it's miraculous power. And I pray that you will um, send forth your word uh, through your spirit to minister to those who are in the darkness that I was once in and Pete was in and Dallas was in to help them understand that there is hope uh, in the face of something that everybody wants to ignore, which is death. Death is, is the, the final say, I guess, on sin. And we all need you um, to know that there is a hope of salvation and that we can get new bodies and be in glory with you forever. And thank you so much to your son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We appreciate him so much. And it's all for his honor and glory. And we give him credit for it all. So bless you, Lord. Amen. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. With your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.